0: Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University, and today we have a special guest host. Jim Greenwood, who was our guest the last episode, did such a cool job that we decided to have him on this week as our guest host.
1: Thanks, Grace. It looks like I passed the audition. So. You did. It
0: was really stringent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thrilled to be here. Congrats! And I'm really excited to be here because we get to chat with Anne Bailey. She's the Group Vice President for Patient Support and Insurance. And what does that mean? It's a collection of teams that help our patients stay working and insured. Anne will be sharing for her insights and experiences in leading with heart.
0: Welcome, Anne. Hello. Oh, and thank you so much for coming on the show. At Devita, we talk about leading with our head, heart, and hands. And the heart piece is fairly unique to Devita. And I've seen some leaders find it more challenging than the other two. So let's start with why do you believe it's so important to lead with heart at Devita? Sure.
2: Uh, so we can all go after our goal, our metrics, our results in a really cold and serious way. So we can walk in the door. We can be focused. And yet, does that make you want to come to work on a Monday? It doesn't for me. The reason I come to work is not only to hit those results, but also for the connection with the people around me, with my peers, with my teammates. Uh, and so leading with the heart for me is, is that reason to get out of bed and come in on Monday. And that for my team.
1: Very cool. So let's look into that a little bit and let's drill down. What does leading with heart really mean? How would you describe it, Anne?
2: Sure. So I think about it in two different ways. Uh, I think about it as the connection with the people around me. So that's number one, is kind of the very personal connection. When I see you, Jim, in the hallway, I want to hear about how you're doing in life. I want to hear about your wife. I want to hear about your house. I want to hear about your retirement, <laughs> and so I want that personal connection. Do you have ten days to go through all that?
1: Because <laughs> yes.
0: Jim, Jim can
2: talk for that
1: long. Yeah, that, there's a story for all of that,
2: right? <laughs> but so it's it's that, and you know, I can talk about how you build that connection. And then the second is a little bit more challenging which is how do you connect with your broader or bigger teams? And so that's the piece I've really had to think about and work at is how do I show heart, lead with heart, lead with vulnerability so that I connect to teams um, or people that don't work with me day to day?
0: You know, it sounds like it really comes pretty easily to you. And for some people, I think it maybe doesn't. I, I know one thing that I struggle with is how to hold people accountable for their work while still being very compassionate, empathetic, and it's something that we talked with Yoda about during our episode on on leading the David way. You know, how can you hold people accountable and still feel like you're being compassionate to what that teammate may, teammate might be going through at the time? Can you share how you've managed this? Maybe maybe an ex- specific example of when you had to do this. Yeah, sure.
2: And I think that they're not mutually exclusive, so you can find that connection with someone. At, and still say the results are important and the metrics are important. So an example is on one of our teams, we're educating patients on working in insurance pre-dialysis, and we're attempting to hit a really high number of patients so that those patients get well-educated. We didn't hit the number a couple of years ago, and the teammate that is in charge of that area was held accountable, felt that, but didn't felt feel like, I didn't have their back, that I didn't have compassion, that we weren't going to solve the problem together. So all of those things remain true. We said, hey, we didn't hit the metrics. There's going to be an impact of that. And all right, what do we do going forward? So it's leading with compassion is a big piece of it.
1: Totally get it. Uh, Thanks very much for that. So as you think about times that you've shown the compassion and the empathy and led with heart, let's look at the opposite. Have you ever led and forgot to lead with heart?
2: Yeah, I think for me, usually most days I'm a pretty cheery person, so I don't forget to connect with people. The times when I do is when I have something going on in my personal life. That's kind of the only thing that stresses me out. So an example is when my little boy, who's 12 now, two years ago, had heart surgery. And in the couple of months leading up to that surgery, man, was I... Nervous, and I did not show up as my best self. And so, when I am stressed, I know that that is my default behavior: as I get very serious, and I lose my sense of humor. And I had a teammate that I've worked with for a really long time call me out on it and say, "Hey, I know you're going through a really hard time, but let me just tell you how you showed up in that meeting, and the way that you showed up felt so different. And it felt like you were forgetting to connect, and it felt like you weren't asking about other people." and i think we all need one of those buddies right that can call us out when we're not our best selves and it was incredibly helpful because then i thought okay okay next meeting it's always a chance to reset how can i make sure people know that i still care about them even when i'm going through a tough time
0: it sounds like with your teammate she she noticed when you weren't being yourself like your true self and your true self comes off as a very caring person so i wonder you know for those those leaders out there who say hey That's just, I I don't know if that's how I naturally come off to people as a a kind and caring person um, and have that same kind of demeanor that you may have, Anne. So what do you tell those folks who say, how can I lead with heart and um, still be authentic and still for it to feel authentic for me?
2: I have a, a teammate that I've worked with for a long time who this doesn't come naturally to. So I've spent a bunch of time coaching her and she is an incredibly kind, wonderful person, but she's also reserved. And so showing openness and vulnerability, particularly in that broader group setting that I talked about, didn't come naturally for her. And so this is what she did. She said, all right, Anne, I commit to you that every single meeting I have this year, I'm gonna open and either tell a personal story or open with a high gain question. And a high gain question is something like, Uh, tell me about a moment in which the DeVita way lived for you. Or it can be as easy as, you know, what is the one thing that I'm most grateful for right now? You know, something that shows openness and vulnerability. She made a process of it, and then she told me, so she had that accountability. And then we talked about it every single time we had a one-on-one. And now she's really good at it, has huge neighborhood engagement, really high neighborhood scores. Her team loves her. And I think it was through that Openness and vulnerability, and leading with
0: her heart. Did she talk about at the time when she was trying this, if how it was received? Did people take it as, "Hey, what are you doing? This seems a little bit odd for you." How did her team receive it? Yeah, so that was her number one worry: was people are going to think this is
2: so weird. And in fact, nobody thought it was so weird. We are all so used to hearing Devita. Every video we get, our leaders are sharing something. Every meeting we go to, our leaders are talking about their family and showing pictures. And so she felt really out there. And in fact, her team thought, oh, great. We do this in other contexts. This makes a ton of sense.
1: Hmm. That's great. Um, And it's leading me to think about, um, as you said we see it, we ex- expectations about this type of leadership all the time from leading from heart. However, I would ask you, you know, being a woman, um, that is there a difference between what's the expectations of women women and men at Devita? Because leading with heart, some people might go to the well. That's a woman's responsibility; more apt to do that. But how do you see um, both male and females at Devita leading with heart? Do you see it being equal, or what?
2: Yeah, great question. I don't see any difference. So, if I think about my team, the person who really struggled and overcame it is a woman. The person who's probably best at leading with their heart is a man. We look at our best examples, Javier and Mike, man, putting themselves out there and sharing their family and their bread making and, you know, whatever, the sewing Bread clothes. making? Hold on.
1: <laughs> Remember Mike
2: Seferi <laughs> made bread? I think so. Oh. Everyone absolutely. write him and ask. Uh, but, you know, our leaders put themselves out there, men and women. I don't think there's an expectation of a different sort of leadership, yeah, you know, We can do a whole different podcast on what I think it's like to be a woman at work and balancing life and what moms have to do. So that can be a future episode. But on Leading with Heart, I have not seen a difference in the way that men and women are expected to behave and in our
0: leaders' behavior. I, I think you bring up a good point about the word expectation, right? So it's it sounds what I'm hearing is that the expectation is no different at Devita, If you're um, a man or a woman, you are expected to lead with heart. And um, and I think that's really reassuring. And also, we know that it can be more uncomfortable for some people other than, um, than others. Can you give some examples um, for those, I, I guess it would be, let's say, a male leader who says, hey, you know, this just really isn't this is really something I do. I don't like go out and get flowers for people when when their <laughs> family member has passed away. I don't I don't think of giving thank you cards or, you know, what whatever it is. Can you can you just share some examples of what you've seen in the village from your time ha- here of where male leaders have led with heart? Yeah, so
2: an example on my team, um, Ben Nightingale who leaves leads Devita Guest Services is one of those leaders who does remember those things most of the time. Um, So he may remember the flowers or the birthday, but he's also just very thoughtful and expressing heart the way that is comfortable to him. So we are all different. Uh, And the way that he will do that is by sharing something about himself. He'll talk about his kids. You know, He'll sit on the same level with someone. He is open and vulnerable in town halls. He doesn't forget to do it in big settings. Uh, And then he asks how he showed up. So I think that's a big part of it too, is again, making sure you have someone in your corner that can say, you know uh, what, you kind of skipped the results stuff or no, that was great. You seemed really authentic. We all do this in a really different way. And so I don't think we all have to be exactly the same. Although my birthday is April 1st. Should anyone listening (laughs) want want to say flowers, it is easy to remember.
1: All right. I, this is not a time to self-promote, and uh, but, <laughs> <I I, like. laughs> but I think it's great the fact that you are see that from your perspective, you see both. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. Leading with heart mm-hmm. is what we believe in at the Village, and and I think the comments that you make on for Ben and others is you have to do it for how you would do it, how you bring yourself, your authentic self, and lead from heart in that way, and then it be, and then it feels real and the right thing to do. And I love your comment about having that person who's going to provide you feedback. Um, it's been, it's something that's been so important for me too, um, in the many years in the village.
0: And thank you very much for giving that specific example that you shared with Ben and some of the things that he does to lead with heart. Can you, um, can you go into some more examples? I know we, we just want to leave our listeners with quite a few strategies. So could you go into some examples of how you have leaned into it and how you've coached other people to lean into it? Sure. So the ones we've
2: talked about were to have that high gain question, that open and vulnerable question, uh, to um, make sure that you're connecting every single time. So not just kind of in big settings, but Always asking Jim about his wife, or
0: retirement, or whatever. It By is. the way, she made the most awesome cookies that she brought into into that Jim brought in to the office, and I just have to say thank you, Karen. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't get any,
2: so now I'm upset. But uh, other
1: April first, your birthday, she's baking <laughs> you a cake. <laughs> uh,
2: another idea, and this may seem really silly, but I use my calendar for just the weirdest things, and so I have a reminder on my calendar. Uh, That's every Friday morning that says, write something meaningful to someone who really deserves it. Oh, wow. And so one of the things I found in some feedback was that people knew I liked them and didn't always know why. And so this is a reminder to me to say, hey, you did something really cool in that meeting. I noticed it and here's why. It's another way of, I think, connecting and leading with heart is to remember to give that feedback that really says, I noticed. I noticed what you did.
1: It's Beautiful. Thank you. That's lovely. I will look for my emails on Friday now. <laughs> I will look for my cookies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you may have heard, if you've been listening to our podcast, we always ask our guests um, for the one thing that they would ask of the audience that uh, helped them with leading with heart. So what's that one thing for you?
2: All right. I would challenge those of you listening to in your next homeroom to ask one of those big questions, high gain questions. And it could be anything as simple as, what are you grateful for? Or what's your favorite DeVita core value and why? Or it can be something as as kind of heartfelt as, when was the last time you saw the village come alive? And what did that mean for you? So I challenge you to do it. Please
0: do.
1: Those are great. Thank you.
0: Yeah, those were great examples. Thanks. I am taking notes myself. So. Thank you for, so much for coming on the show, Anne. I wish we had more time to to keep chatting here, <laughs> but thanks so much for sharing your your stories, your examples, and uh, for leading with heart. My yeah. pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for being a great moral model for this for the village. Thanks, Anne. Thank you, guys. Grace, thanks so much for allowing me to sit in um, and co-host this podcast. You're welcome. Yeah, I it's really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, although for all the listeners, Doug will be back. Um, so don't write me emails. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was great. And it was really uh, appreciated being here with, with Anne and listening to her talk about leading with heart. It just makes me proud to be part of the village where our leaders lead in that fashion. Um, and, and I really liked her tip at the end. And so coming up with that question that, probes, that can probe into others' hearts so they can speak v- with vulnerability and honesty and empathy and grace about what um, is happening true for them so great tip
0: and Jim uh, you know we only asked you to be on the show today because you your episode last time was on leading with fun and we thought what could be more fun than having Jim be a Uh, guest host wasn't that fun
1: I thought it was great yeah Uh, thanks and but again, Doug, will be back for everybody listening.
0: <laughs> Send Jim emails, please, <laughs> as, as, as long as you can. So, Jim, it is my turn to follow up on what I tried from the last episode, which happened to be your episode. How interesting that you're a guest on uh, guest host. So you you talked about leading with fun. And your tip was to put a reminder on your calendar two weeks out and ask yourself, what have you done to create fun on your team in the last two weeks? And did you? I did. And you know what, knowing that appointment was looming on my calendar made me actively look for opportunities to create fun. So so I'll come up with some of these ideas from time to time to play a joke on someone or tell, you know, do something fun or funny or do something silly and I just I just don't always follow through on it. I'm like, ah, the time, moments passed and, you know, or somebody's not gonna think it's that funny and and I just don't do it. So I miss a lot of opportunities. So just knowing that appointments on my calendar made me do something that I, that I, an idea that I came up with. So I'd heard while I was at a happy hour with one of my teammates that one of her favorite musicians is Nelly and she used to listen to it with her, listen to Nelly with her father who apparently really enjoys rap music and, uh, um, I just thought that was really super cool.
1: So Nellie's a rapper, just for my <laughs> <Nelly's>, sake. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, my can, music ended in the 70s. There's still a guitar solo going on that I'm listening to.
0: <laughs> you can Google it afterwards. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> but so, so I thought that was really cool that, that she listened to it with her father. And also she said that she was 10 years old at the time, which made me feel super old. So I thought that was pretty funny as well. And so I decided that I was going to create a meme for her. I was going to find a photo of, of Nelly, Google it and print it and just put a funny caption on it and put it on her desk. And uh, so I did it and I taped it on her desk. Mm-hmm. She didn't know, she, like when she wasn't there. So she, yeah. she didn't know who did it. So she was looking around asking everybody and it made her smile and it, made, it brought some fun to the team. And it was just something really simple. It didn't cost anything. And I just want to say thanks, Jim, for, for that great idea and for encouraging all of us to lead with fun.
1: Uh, Thanks, Grace, and thanks for for doing it. It's that simple, right? So good job. That's impressive. So for all of you, I'll just remind you of that tip. Go put something on your calendar and do something fun for your team.
0: All right. Well, we're at the end here. so Yeah,
1: so for our listeners, we'd love to hear from you, your stories and your tips as well. So please check out our show notes. Click on that listener mail link to find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or a voice message.
0: And if you enjoy these podcasts, please also rate us on iTunes or click on the survey link in our show notes so we know how we're doing. We'll see you next week. Or I mean, maybe maybe Jim <laughs> Jim won't see you next week, but I'll see you next week and Doug will be here as well. So but I'll
1: be f- listening.
0: <laughs> you better. <laughs> one for all.
1: And all for one.